welcome to Minnesota West Farm Business Management Series of Podcasts. Today's podcast, we have a couple of experts in farm business management. The first one we have is Linda Carter. Linda, where are you working at? I'm working out of Westbrook is where my farm business management office is located. My uh, husband and I actually farm up around Walnut Grove and our kids go to the Westbrook Walnut Grove School District. So where we're located is sort of centrally in that area. Sure. So you talked about uh, farming outside of work. So you got some expertise in production agriculture. I heard some kids in the school district, which means you probably don't have a lot of spare time outside of work. But what are things you like to do when you're not helping producers succeed in your job at farm business management? Um, My husband and I farm uh, corn, soybeans up in the Walnut Grove area. And we're also busy. We've got a concrete construction business that my husband runs and I assist in some of the book work. And then we also have a couple of kids and our kids are in the high school. So they're involved in FFA and some sporting activities. Excellent. Welcome to the podcast. And we look forward to hearing from you in the future. Thank you. We got Brad Verley. Brad, where are you located? I'm located in Marshall, Minnesota. And what's your what's your reach? How far you go? Are you uh, just in around the Lyon County area or are you further than that? You know, I get a little bit further than that at times. I kind of like to say it, it varies, but maybe 25 mile radius for Marshall. And other than being a, a great farm management instructor, what expertise do you have in uh, production agriculture? So I grew up on a farm just south of Marshall. I still farm uh, with my family today, um, just row crop, corn and soybean operation. And my, my background uh, for farm management too is also uh, accounting and tax. I, I worked at a local CPA firm here in town for a few years, uh, went to college for accounting. So that's kind of my, my area of farm management expertise anyway. Well, and it's valuable for me as an instructor to have resources like that at my disposal to call and say, hey, I got a tax question. And uh, Brad's always been uh, very quick to, to answer. Other than farm business management and production ag, what do you find yourself doing outside of the workday? What do you do for fun? Well, I've, I'm married and I have two kids, so that keeps me pretty busy. We got a three-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. And then my wife and I like to travel when we can. I like to, like to golf, like to hunt and fish. Yeah, just anything outdoors. Well, well, excellent. We're looking forward to your podcast on the Beginning Farmer Tax Credit and you as a future guest host with all our other podcasts. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. Uh, welcome to our Minnesota West podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a, a podcast on the Beginning Farmer Tax Credit, which is a tax credit that asset owners and beginning farmers can capitalize on. With me today, I have Ryan Rollis with Rural Finance Authority uh, Division under the Minnesota Department of Ag. And I also have myself, Linda Carter, a instructor with Minnesota West, along with uh, Brad Burley. I'm a farm business management instructor for Minnesota West as well out of Marshall. Um, we're going to begin our podcast today by having Ryan Give us a little bit of information on the beginning farmer tax credit, on what it is, and how asset owners and beginning farmers can benefit. Ryan. Yeah, so in 2017, the Minnesota legislature approved the beginning farmer tax credit, uh, which was effective for the year of 2018. 
And what that provides is a tax credit to both the asset owner or landowner and the beginning farmer. Uh, so the purpose of the program is to help beginning farmers uh, work with say a landowner and provide them opportunities with either renting or selling land. So a beginning farmer is someone that who has farmed less than 10 years. Uh, they provide majority of the labor or management of the farm and their net worth is less than $862,000. Okay, so Ryan, if a beginning farmer is working with a landowner or asset owner, what, how much of a tax credit are these asset owners looking at potentially being able to receive for selling or renting farm assets to the beginning farmers? Yep, so the tax credit basically is broken into three different pockets. So it would be 5% of the sale price up to $32,000. Or if you're looking at a rental agreement, it would be 10% of the gross rental income up to a maximum of $7,000 per year. Or if you're doing a share crop, it could be 15% up to $10,000 per year. So Ryan, you talked about different ag assets and emphasized the, the purchase of land or rental of land. What are some of the other different ag assets that uh, asset owners could potentially get tax credits on? And let's maybe run through a couple of scenarios on what you've seen asset owners be able to do. Sure. So and. The definition of an agricultural asset is ag land, livestock facilities, buildings, or machinery used for farming in Minnesota. So pretty much all the agricultural things we think of or do would qualify under that. Uh, so a lot of the scenarios we've seen is a beginning farmer purchasing land, uh, we've seen some that is a purchase of machinery, and we've seen a few, again, that are, you know, a purchase of a livestock facility. So if I'm a beginning farmer and have an opportunity to work with a asset owner and maybe purchase 80 acres of land, how, how does that tax credit work for me as an asset owner, and what are some benefits to the beginning farmer? Sure. So the main benefit is sometimes the beginning farmer will get a reduction in the sale price or rent on that ag land because the seller is getting a 5% tax credit up to the $32,000. So sometimes that is a negotiating um, you know, item that they can do. So with that, they same with the rental, where they just can get a maybe a possible reduction in rent to go with that. So just to see that through then, Ryan, so if this asset owner sells, sells land and say they sell $800,000 worth of land, you know, 5% of that would be 40000 But like you said, they're capped at 32000 in tax credits. And they go and they file their tax return and They've got a bunch of taxes due, say they owe 50000 in tax. 
they essentially can use that tax credit of 32,000 to offset their 50 that they owe to Minnesota. And now they only owe 18,000. Is that, is that the gist of it? Correct. So the tax credit is dollar for dollar good against your Minnesota state taxes. And so what we do is January of each year, we will issue a tax certificate, kind of like a 1099 or W-2, and you'll receive that or the landowner will receive that in the mail. Same thing with the beginning farmer, they can receive a tax credit up to $1,500 for their tuition through farm business management or an educational course that they have to pay for. Ryan, what happens if for some reason I don't have a Minnesota tax liability this year? Is it worth my time even bothering filling out the tax credit app? I probably don't know that at the time of the application, of course, but what happens with that tax credit? So the tax certificates that we issue, they are on the asset owner sign, they are good for 15 years. So if you say couldn't use all of it, say this year, the remainder would carry forward in, in prior years. Or I can kick it forward. down the road for up to 15 years as an asset owner. How Correct. about if I'm a beginning farmer on the tuition? The tuition credit for a beginning farmer is good for three years. What if I'm a beginning farmer, Ryan, and I, I rent land or I'm purchasing an asset from some, some, something that's owned by an entity, you know, maybe an LLC or... Um, a trust owns these assets. Is that something that I can I, I can still apply with my asset owner to, to get the tax credit? Correct. An LLC is eligible as are, say, a limited partnership, those types of items. The one thing that is not or is restricted at this point is immediate relatives. And so that would be grandparents, parents, say selling to kids or grandkids. Aunts and uncles, that is an eligible um, entity that we can do, as is, again, LLPs, LLCs, but it's the direct, extremely direct relatives that are not allowed. Jeremy, I think this is a great spot to do some fun farm facts. Today's topic is apples. It's apple picking season, and I think it fits in appropriately. Apples are 25% air, which is why they float in water. There are 7,500 varieties of apples grown worldwide. More than 2,500 varieties are grown in the United States alone. Basically, that means we could eat one apple variety each day for 20 and a half years and never eat the same variety more than one time. The official fruit for the state of Minnesota is an apple. And I will give you the rest of the fun facts about apples at the end of this podcast. Back to you, Jeremy. Thanks, Mike. Let's hear from Linda. Ryan, I'm a beginning farmer and I'm nearing the end of my 10 years of beginning farmer uh, eligibility. And in my 10th year of farming, is there a way that I can capitalize on the tax credit for more than my 10th year, if I do a renewable tax credit application? So if you are a beginning farmer in say year 10, uh, we still do allow that you can apply 
for the years one, two, and three. So technically, you could qualify in year 10, 11, and 12 as a beginning farmer um, if it's a, for that lease is mainly what we're looking at. Okay. And Ryan, another question for you. So if I'm a beginning farmer and I'm working with, you know, multiple landlords, um, can I be using the tax credit with more than one landlord or asset owner if I'm maybe buying, buying something from one owner A and renting from asset owner B? Is that allowable? Yes, it is. So a beginning farmer could be renting from multiple landowners and that landowner could get the maximum certificate or tax certificate for that for that $7,000. So it is possible that a farmer could have asset owner A, B, C, D, and each of those could get the maximum tax credit. Ryan, as I'm looking through some of the information on the uh, fact sheet from the uh, Minnesota Department of Ag website on the beginning farmer tax credit, it gives a deadline of October 1st, I believe, for the tax credit applications to be completed. With getting my tax credit application in place, what happens if my land hasn't closed before that deadline? Does it still qualify or how does that work? Yes. So the application deadline for a land or rental purchase or land or rental contract is October 1st of this year. The tuition only deadline is November 1st. But as long as you have an application submitted by October 1st, say if it is for a sale or purchase, um, that can close by the end of the year. As long as we have that application in hand, it can close any time longer or after October 1st. Ryan, one, one last thing that I wanted to ask too is, and maybe you, you kind of touched on this, but if this is something that as a beginning farmer, they determined that them and their asset owner would be eligible to do this tax credit, uh, what's the process? Is that a difficult application or how do they go about that? Sure. The applications are pretty simple. They can be found on the Minnesota Department of Ag website under the beginning farmer tax credit. And really, the application just consists of name, address, where is the property located? And then the uh, beginning farmer has to submit a cash flow to go with that. But it's a pretty simple application. And um, and if they ever have any questions, they can contact us at the department. Uh, one of the other things that we looked at is the beginning farmer is also required to participate in a financial management program. Could you touch on that just a little bit? Sure. The one, yep, the one requirement of the program is the beginning farmer must participate in a financial education course unless they have a four-year ag degree or similar business experience, and we can waive that. But farm business management uh, is one of the requirements that we do. We at Minnesota West are a certified farm management uh, program that we can provide that. And the one thing that we find is people 
uh, feel that they're going to be enrolled in college and have to go to class every day or every week or whatever. And uh, we want to emphasize that the management program uh, is through the college, but it's a flexible program that we've designed that they can do their full-time job and work. And uh, we do a lot of meetings one-on-one -on -one when it works with the uh, farm or the students. Um, Brad, do you have any additional questions? No, I think that's uh, everything that we want to talk about on the, on the program. Um, we thank you for joining us, Ryan, and appreciate your, your time and help and, on this. And your expertise. You guys have been a lot of help uh, at RFA in assisting and completing applications. And our role as management instructors is to try and help students get applications completed and detailed and turned in for the tax credit. So thank you for your time and have a good day. Thank you, guys. Hey, Jeremy, that was a great presentation by Brad, Linda, and Ryan. Thank you for doing that. I agree. I think the Rural Finance Authority and the Minnesota Department of Ag have a great program to help young farmers and ranchers get a start in farming. Do not wait till the last minute to fill out your application and send it in. Send them in early. That gives the office staff a chance to review them before the deadline and make sure that all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. The final fun farm facts for apples are the most grown apple is red delicious. The heaviest apple ever recorded weighed four pounds, zero ounces. Apples can help ripen other fruit. Apples give off ethylene gas, which accelerates ripening in any fruit. You can place unripe avocados or tomatoes in a bag with one apple and they will ripen faster. And those are your fun farm facts for apples. Back to you, Jeremy. Well, that includes our show for today. Stay tuned for our next podcast coming up in two weeks. If you would like more information about farm business management, we have 19 instructors covering the geography of southwestern Minnesota, west central Minnesota, southeastern South Dakota, and northwestern Iowa, working with about 750 farmers. For more information, you can contact us at area code 507-847-7929 or by email at sue dot L-O-V-E-L-L at mnwest.edu or follow us on Facebook at Minnesota West Community and Technical College Farm Business Management. We look forward to hearing from you. 